You're listening to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. Join us on Discord. Welcome to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. I'm Jamin. And I'm Tyler. And today we're talking about In the Heights. Know the rest of the words, but, uh, uh, or as I like to call it, the Hamilton sequel. (laughs) 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 Has nothing to do with Hamilton. Other than the fact that it has, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda. And seems to be a lot of the same people. I mean, the main guy took me a while to realize that he's like one of the uh, uh, soldier, one of the main soldiers in Hamilton. George Washington runs an ice cream truck. Uh, yeah, that was my favorite part of seeing George Washington running an ice cream truck. <laughs> Lynn Manuel is uh, a uh, snow cone guy. Is there others in it? They, uh, well, yeah, there's a. I think there's a couple more. But I, there's at I, least I like uh, other actors. <laughs> it's really weird to see Stephanie Beatriz playing like a kind of ditzy salon. Because, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she's yeah. like a like a hard butt cop who's going to like, <laughs> don't yeah. look at me wrong or I'll kill you kind of person. So to see her go from that to just like, hey, you know, it's like super bizarre. But she did a great job. Uh, I love your impression of her. It's just, hi. I was trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, either way, I don't want to offend hairstylists. My wife is one and she's not like that. And she's offended. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, this came out, what, two, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. I Ish. mean, it, it was it was a uh, musical before that. Uh, yeah, it was like a so play or something, right? Yeah. yeah like, not like big screen musical, like yeah, yeah, no, Chicago backyard. Yep. Yep. Uh, and honestly, they kept a lot of the, the feel. Uh, of mm-hmm. that, and it, it it translates very well to the screen. Uh, I love musicals. I'm a huge musical nerd. Um, that's why I wanted to talk about it as well. And like Nerd Church podcast is because like I know there's more than just like video game nerds, and I'm I'm one of them. I love musicals. I love my Les Mis. Love my Phantom of the Opera. Uh, mm-hmm. Love Wicked. All that kind of stuff. It's just fun to. It's it's a fun way to express like human emotion. That's not. Uh, just like your average big budget, either like action thriller or drama, like it, it slows down uh, a moment where someone's trying to make a decision and allows them to express it um, in a song, which I feel like a lot of us have kind of experienced like, man, I just wish there was a song for this moment. So we like put on music to like describe mm-hmm. it uh, and to help us make decisions and stuff like that. And I feel like musicals are just kind of like a, a way to do that with like an actual song dedicated to that specific thought process and emotion uh so i I love just musicals in general and this one definitely didn't uh disappoint at all uh lin-manuel miranda is probably one of the most prolific writers of like this era uh and all of the music is so unique 
um, to him. I don't think anyone else writes music like he does. Um, it just sounds so unique. And you know, like, who wrote it as soon as you listen to it. Like, I don't think that this is like... Because I remember when people saw Hamilton the first time, they were like, oh, it's like... Uh, it's, it's a, like, history lesson with rap in it, and I'm like, that's missing, like, majority of how that, that music feels, uh, because it doesn't feel like just rap, I mean, it feels like hip-hop, definitely, but it, it feels very, like, he just went, this is music that I enjoy, and I'm sticking it into a musical, um, and it, it doesn't have the same, like, forward, sound that a lot of like muse old musicals have where like the funny character has to sound like this the entire time <laughs> and it, it's just not tropey um for musicals so uh, i feel like more people can enjoy his musicals because it doesn't have these tropish characters there are still some tropes um especially with like protagonists and stuff like that but i really enjoyed uh this specific movie i feel like it opened up a culture to me that i'm like I got to experience a little bit in college, um, going to Pilsen in Chicago, uh, and just kind of like be a, be a part of that community and what that looked like. And I kind of saw some of that also represented in, you know, New York. Um, but I was just, uh, it, it's something that I never got to experience cause I'm, you know, a, uh, a white dude from Michigan, uh, surrounded by a white community. Um, but to see a Latino community um, and how they kind of like survived through a hard time and all these hard times um, kind of like helps me to see um, more of a different culture and like how their experiences matter and what they experience beyond the stereotypical, you know, because um, it's not just like a stereotypical Latino experience that a white person might draw up. It's a Latino experience from a Latino's experiences. So mm -hmm. I, I thought that was really cool. Um, it, it helps, I feel like a lot of us that don't get to experience that kind of culture, um, experience what that might look like in a dramatized sense. Uh, and, you know, I get to see what white culture looks like a lot in dramatized senses. So it's nice to see another culture being able to, to share their experiences with us. And, uh, yeah, uh, the music was just fantastic. Uh, it's, I know it's in the advertising, but my favorite, like, line and just, like, sound is just, like, good morning, you snobby. Um, the, I was, like, that's what drew me into it. I don't know why, but I just loved that sound. I don't know what uh, he was, what, like, what that is. But it just sounds so cool. And the whole, the whole movie has moments like that. Uh, yeah. My favorite portion of the entire movie though was probably uh the scene where uh for i'm forgetting their names um but they're like on the side of a building and you're gonna say that yeah that's spider-man so cool. dancing all the way across the yeah and it just kind of like fit with what they were going through and like how they had to kind of like give up everything and it's something that you could never do like outside of a movie. And I feel like they used that very well. Like they would have had to like, you know, do some work on a stage to make it look like they were running up a building while it's on the floor, but you wouldn't get the same experience as someone like literally just, you know, dancing on a window and seeing a child's reaction to that kind of a thing. And, um, 
Yeah, it's just a cool moment that fits the experience of the actual characters and the story at the time and what they're going through and how they're going to, how, like, you know, last time they broke up before she left to go to college. And this time they're like, no, let's, we're going to make this work. We do love each other. Like, and uh, it's scary. They're on the edge of a building. Um, it's a scary time and they're, they don't know what comes next, but they're excited and they have each other for it. So it, it was just a cool moment. I feel like it fit the ending of the movie uh, was like coming to a conclusion. You weren't really knowing what was going to happen with Usnavi at that point. Uh, so that was a cool moment for me. Uh, I really enjoyed that a lot. Uh, did you have any favorite moment from the film or was it the same one? <laughs> My favorite moment that I laughed the longest at was the uh, bit with the phone call when he's on hold and the song in the background is just like oh, uh, the hold music of... Da, 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 like i laughed so hard and no one else in the theater did i mean still like end of covid so there wasn't that many people in the theater but i'm like have none of you seen hamilton because <laughs> that was clearly just hamilton yeah. in the background yeah the movie was a bit nostalgic for me because i remember uh when i was in chicago for a month on my cross-cultural for Spring Arbor University. Um, you know, they give you money every week. Like, here's your portion that you can go and spend stuff with, you know, what you put towards this trip or whatever. And I just kept, uh, I there's a huge theater, like, life all across Chicago. So I went to oh, yeah. a different theater, like, every day that I could, especially because in the theater district, like, tickets are 10 bucks <laughs> for for students so i was like oh man i'm going to everything so like i went to so many plays um the way that this movie struck me was nostalgic in the sense that it reminded me of some of the plays that i saw where typically a hollywood movie is like honing in on this big story that you're trying to tell that's been super polished whereas plays are more like glimpses you know like uh uh, think of um, that Denzel Washington play movie. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Him and um, uh, over something about a fence. You know what I'm talking about? Denzel Washington, <laughs> Washington fence movie. Fences. Fence it's called. Movie. It's called fences. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about now. Well, Denzel and. Uh, is it Viola Davis? Am I saying her name right? Uh, either way, the two of them, it's a, it's a play that was turned into a movie, but the whole thing like is acted out like it's a play in a backyard. So it's like, it's like going to see a play. Like, I don't think there was any camera changes, any cut scenes. It's oh. just like doing the movie as a play right there. And like it felt like a play because you're like, yeah, this is exactly yeah. how a play would go. This movie kind of felt like that. Obviously, a lot more changes. You already mentioned the scene where they seem to have made like a large set that you could turn with a green screen behind it. But like, um, it had the same like we're just here in a room watching a a glimpse of a story unfold that has no huge over lying like because so, this was what was difficult for me as a movie 
it felt like it tried to do that Valentine's Day movie where it's like, here's glimpses of like 10 people's lives. Mm. But they didn't quite... They didn't... Everybody's story didn't fully go anywhere for you to feel like super like hooked. I, I don't know. Even like the pivotal moment where you have one of the characters like pass away. Like I had only gotten to know this character for like five minutes before she passed. So it was like this, like I felt like I was supposed to have like these intense feelings, but I didn't even know who this person was basically. So those elements to me felt like a play. Like this is as much as we usually tell in a play. Um, I died when she died. I died inside. Yeah. I, we had only met her for like hard. It was a pivotal moment, but I felt like we had only seen her on the screen for like six minutes altogether. So like I didn't have this but huge like, like I feel like everyone has a an older woman in their life that like had a huge impact on them, right? And that just like loved their community like a ton. So like I don't know, it just reminds me of like like people in my life that have that have had those experiences. So like it was really easy to connect for me, like just I could I could understand what she meant to a community and like meant to yeah. Usnavi and it was just like dang. Well I yeah, I got killed me. I got like the meaning and everything. I guess for me yeah, and yeah. Casey when we saw it, like neither of us felt like attached to the character enough to like I was attached. Well then yeah, so if you're attached then you get but for me that felt like a play as well. Like we haven't put a lot of camera time on this. It's more like the glimpses into like telling the story and getting the full thing from it. So I I I enjoyed it. Um and that first song is probably the most Hamilton esque with the like it's got all the same kind of like rap like yeah. rhythms and conversational back and forth rap type stuff that uh was really cool but when i left i was trying to like to figure out like you know uh what was this kind of overarching story how will it affect me and my thinking and whatnot and i wasn't sure then i had a dream that night and i don't remember the dream at all <laughs> but i do remember waking up and it was more or less like finding myself in the culture of a dreamer in a dream. <laughs> yeah. Or dreamer as in like a you know, Latino trying yeah. to like get through, uh, whether refugee or not, like trying to survive and trying to hold on tight to your community. And somehow all of those themes manifested in that dream. And I just woke up like moved to like, feel like, you know, a to like want to have that kind of community myself and B to like want to matter to make a difference in people's lives on these subjects. So, um, that, uh, that can go into all different kinds of conversations from there. You know, I know like, uh, um, community was one of the big focuses for me. And I thought about like us and how we have friends over every week. And I mean, I catch up with you probably three plus times a week yeah. in some <laughs> way, whether it's playing games or whatever, but that has always been a huge staple uh, on my family growing up is the door was just always open. Anyone was welcome over. My parents did a great job of getting to know neighbors. Neighbors were welcome over. Uh, and you, you people would just show up at my house at all times of the day for like my entire life. Uh, 
and we had a community like that so that that for me is watching that i was like yeah that's that's a that's what especially we Americans need more of the more introverted and TV inside our house focused we become is we need more of that ability to, to connect with others. So yeah, that was one. I had, yeah. The thing that like struck me the most throughout the entire movie was the, the idea of like, because it's all about dreams, right? The, it's, uh, the little dream is one of the big like points at the beginning of the movie, but um, that was Usnavi's dad's bar. Um, and he wanted to go back to there because that's where he had like all these fond memories. And it was kind of his dad's dream to also go back. Like he was going to come to America to make some more money so he could go back and revitalize everything. Um, and what I saw like in dreams, specifically for Usnavi, um, I feel like I really like clung on to his story a lot. Uh, he had a dream. And I just don't think he knew what his dream really was at the time. Like, he kind of was, like, taking everybody else's dreams and, like, seeing, like, what other people wanted and what other people expected of him and what other people expected. Um, like, what he kind of thought his dream was was based on his father's dream. I'm going to go back and and uh, redo this bar and this, like, uh, beachside bar so that it's really fun and we can, like, look at the beach again and, like, have these fond experiences that I've had. And that wasn't a bad thing. Like, I think if he would have chosen that, uh, he'd have been happy. Uh, but I think that oftentimes we, when we look at like our lives and like what dreams we actually have, sometimes we try to tell ourselves like if we weren't in the situation that we were in, we'd have so much more or we'd be so much better if we were somewhere else instead of like where we are in this place. And I think that one of the greatest things that I learned from it was like your dreams like could be like, it, it depends on what you want to make of your dream. And you can bring that dream of like what you have for somewhere else and something else to the place that you're currently at um, and build something where you're at, build something where you are. I know a lot of people, especially young people when they're getting out of like high school and college, start wanting to move to like LA and like New York and Chicago um, to start trying to make a name for themselves and like get these like, you know, get these big roles and stuff like that, especially in acting and music. Um, I mean, you probably experienced that too of like, man, I should, should I go somewhere? Like uh, after like high school and stuff, you're like, I, I'm performing, I should do something with this. And uh, so I feel like everybody's had that experience where they're like, man, should I, do I need to like move to do this? Uh, to like have this experience to kind of like fulfill the dream that I have. Um, and I think that I really liked his decision to stay. Um, my wife was totally opposite of me she was like that is the dumbest decision the entire movie he was trying to get there and he was like barely pulling it off and now that he has the complete ability to go he decides to stay that's really stupid of him he should have just went and he stayed for some girl i mean come on uh and i was like he didn't stay for the girl like the girl is is obviously something he, somebody he cares about um first so he wanted to stay. He, he loves her. So he wants to stay to start building that relationship more. But I think that he realizes that like his store that he built up is the same as his father's bar that his father built up. One day his kid is maybe he's going to go off somewhere else um, and start doing something else. And she's going to think, 
man, I need to go back to my father's corner store um, and help like revitalize that. You know what I mean? One day she might be like, that community was just so good. And I think that the whole point of the story is it doesn't, you don't have to look back at your childhood to find like this, like, this, this dream. You can bring that dream and start implementing it into your life today and building the positive community that you were talking about, being a part of something greater than just yourself. You can start doing that today. You can start building those, those positive forces into your life today. Then it's not always going to be great. You're going to lose people. People pass away. People, uh, people break up. People have hard relationship drama that happens. Uh, sometimes the air conditioning goes out uh, <laughs> and the whole town you know, made the best of it. But there's going to be hard things that get in the way along the way. But you can bring that dream that you have, that idea, and that hope that you have along with you and not have to just leave it in the past or um, in a different location. So I, that's what really stuck with me after it. And I think it's a good message. Yeah. I think that was actually the most poignant hit my heart theme that was in the whole movie. Um, mostly because this, this is going to sound awkward. Like, I don't know, this may not sound right, but I'm tired of movies whose story is you can have anything you want whatever your dream is it's not too big in fact if anything it's too small go and get whatever you've searched for you're just a little yeah. person but by the end of 90 minutes you're going to be king of the world you know like i just uh yeah. that's every disney movie ever you know mm -hmm. it's like from the lowest point to the highest point in 90 minutes person with a dream that will never make it happen makes it happen these tales are written by who? People who work for the biggest, you know, the dream job. I work at freaking Pixar. <laughs> you know, like I work yeah. at Pixar and I tell stories about how you can do anything. Why? Because I pulled it off. And I'm like, you're still the 1% of the world that has figured out how to make your dreams come true. Do you have any idea what? the average Joe is dreaming about that will never happen. You have any idea what my dreams were that will never happen, you know? Uh, and what was great about in the Heights is at the end, the dream that he had was n negated for the sake of running a corner store, finding his wife, having children and telling the story of other people not even the story about himself it's just like continuing to tell the stories of the community of people that he's lived with and it's like wow you know and this is lynn manuel who's helped write this who could have yeah. told you the underdog story of where i was to where i've been and instead tells you the story of a guy who's life is now running a corner store and that is a fulfillment of dream and i'm like Mm -hmm. okay, this is not the story Hollywood usually tells, and this makes me feel more whole than the ones that tell me I can do anything because it recognizes yeah. just a staple person on the corner that you could notice or not notice and how monumental their impact is just being alive and existing and 
and serving in in some of the most minute ways you know the cashier at the counter like it's not nothing there's more to the story than than that and so that that hit me pretty hard i remember when i was chasing my own dream i want to be signed to a record label i want to do music for the rest of my life you know my 90 minute pixar story <laughs> uh i got to a, a camp where record labels were present and bands got to play for them we played they didn't really care for the music, but one of the most uh, important moments while I was there was the guy who he used to be Creed's tour manager and he hated it, but he was also, uh, he discovered basically POD, which was a big deal back in the day. Um, and he talked about like his life. He wanted to do music. That was like what he was aiming for. And he had to learn to subject that dream to God because obviously he never got to the point of like, he wasn't Creed, he wasn't POD, he's just managing them. Um, he got to the point where he had to submit that to God. And there was a time when he was playing a concert, I went and talked to him after and was like asking him questions. He's like, yeah, there was this time I was playing this concert while I was playing it, uh, just, it was like at a church, this small gathering or a coffee house. You know, it was something minute. Uh, we said, like, in that moment, I just felt like God fulfilled me. Like, this was this was what mattered, just playing these few songs for a few people. And I don't need, like, the crazy, over-the-top dream to, to feel value and feel alive or, like, that's my calling. This was good. And so that always stuck with me. Uh, it didn't set in right away. I still continued to try to do my dream for a long time after that. And then... Yeah. Uh, to this day now, it's like, I got to remember, you know, the, the little things that matter. Like, even for me, like pastoring, one of the hardest things, if I was ever called to like go pastor somewhere else, honestly, the hardest thing for me to do that would be giving up my community. I love Jackson. I love the people here. I love the weekly gatherings. Even right now, we, we moved into this house and we didn't have kids. Now that we have kids, and there's no space in this house anymore. And like w my daughter's room is like two closets put together in size, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like we've been thinking about like, do we need to look into moving? Cause like right now is a decent time to sell compared to other times in the last few years. It's like, I don't want to leave my literal street. Like I like being in this specific house with the neighbors that I know and get to know and my friends right around the corner. Like that's not something that I think you always find in the church. I know pastors who literally try to live outside of their area. So people won't bother them or like, <laughs> I was like, no, like that's, that's the dream, man. <laughs> like to, <laughs> to like know my community and walk outside and stop by someone's house and say hello. Like, and that's what that movie really nailed i'm like that's the beauty of of this movie it nailed it to an extent that even i don't understand you know like this whole party and the there was a part where they just like come on latinos why are we all just like hot outside we need to party <laughs> that is our culture i'm like okay i don't understand what's going on anymore <laughs> but, but like that's how like over the top it was of like we're a community yeah. we're together we love one another and uh, let's celebrate. So, 
Yeah, I, I yeah, that was that was exactly how I felt too. Just this overwhelming sensation that of like your dream, your goal, this huge idea. It doesn't have to be like what you think it the end goal is. Like a lot of the time, especially when we're younger, we think that our end goal has to be this like gigantic I move across the world and go on tour to, to you know, or I become this biggest actor. Um, or I own, I'm a CEO of like this huge business, um, and everyone will like respect me for it. Um, when in reality, I feel like there's a lot more fulfillment, um, of just having a very tight knit group of people that you love to spend time with and love to be around and, and growing that kind of community. I, I I think that 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 movie was just, just saying that in a very, very fun way. Uh, It was, it was a fun ride the entire time. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much more to say on it other than it's, it's a great movie. I recommend that people, you know, uh, get out there and watch it. Uh, I think a lot of people shy away from musicals. They're like, I don't like musicals. I think this is one that you might get into if you're not, uh, a, a very, like, I really, I really love musicals kind of person. Um, this isn't like super corny kind of musical. Uh, yeah. so I, I think that anyone can kind of get into it. Um, yeah. It satisfied every musical uh, musical thing that I would have wanted. It satisfied a, a story that I would that I can get behind. Um, there was nothing like overtly, like over overly sexual. Um, there were still a few sec- few moments that I was like, ah. There was a lot of conversation wasn't. about it in the songs, but there wasn't a lot of like visual moments necessarily. Yeah. So it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of innuendo. <laughs> yeah. And Casey in the comments just mentioned being someone that never planned on running stores for a living. I could relate to his process very much. So just another example yeah. of being the person in the community doing the thing to try to help and make a difference. But, uh, it not being like the biggest story to some people ever told things like that. Uh, yeah. And this also does a good job at, uh, raising our awareness of how, um, we can stereotype or, uh, make or say racist things. Sometimes it's micro racism where you didn't even maybe become aware that you did it. They throw in a few moments where they're like trying to make you, you know, stop and think about those things. Obviously, whenever you get into uh, undocumented people and you think of um, refugees and other cultures, you know, like those conversations are left on your mind. And what's great is like you get to know refugees or at least undocumented people in this movie to realize they are people too. They're human beings that our conversation matters to someone. It's not as simple as just like, well, I don't you know, just uh, thinking that it's a broad stroke piece of paper, a law, but it's actually people that we're talking about. It makes a difference for them. And I always keep in mind, of course, uh, from spiritual side of things, Jesus was a refugee. He was born under political persecution, had to flee to another country or die. Uh, And... Uh, what an example God in flesh sets for the rest of us to say, with my very own story, I will draw out these kinds of people, these kinds of scenarios to show you that, like, I myself am going to, like, 
the deepest depths of social living to make us remember for the rest of our lives that refugees and undocumented people and people with struggle, people running from political persecution, that that is a part of the conversation of faith and the very Messiah himself as well. So lots to focus on in the movie, to be inspired by in the movie uh, and to enjoy in the movie. Um, And it's good musical all around as well. Yeah. You guys could let us know what you guys think, though, if you want to jump onto our Discord and stuff and have some conversations about it. Uh, we do we do uh, have an active Discord community, so feel free to reach out for a code to get into there. Uh, do you have anything else that you wanted to say before I give us a outro line? I'm good. Stay, stay healthy. Talk more and more in tongues every week. I understand nothing. So, one day, uh, someone's going to translate that. <laughs> I await that day. All right, we'll catch you guys later. <laughs>